You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. We've got a great conversation on tap. We are joined this morning by author Rachel Adams. She's the author of a devotional book that is called A Little Goes a Long Way, How God Uses the Simple and Ordinary for His Extraordinary Purposes. Good morning to you, Rachel. How are you? Good morning. Uh, I'm doing really well. I've got my cup of coffee here and a cup of water. <laughs> Good for you. We need and to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, caffeine in the Bible, there's something about that combination, right? <laughs> it truly is the best start to every day and, and, and the morning with you, right? Absolutely. That's right. Well, I'm so glad you're able to join us. And I know that, um, you know, devotionals are very, very personal. Uh, They come from our experiences in our own life, and when we are spending time in God's Word, reflecting on ourselves and our lives, and what is happening, maybe a situation that we're walking through, that is where the, the whole concept of really going before the Lord pours out on the page. And this is a collection, what you've put together, of 52 of those devotions, and I'm interested to know the genesis of this entire process for you, because it's always out of searching that we go before the Lord and He speaks to us. What was going on that even began this journey that ended up in these pages? Yeah, you're exactly right. This was a wrestling and a tension and kind of a struggling in my own heart of, of searching for my significance. That was kind of the, the main thing that I was looking for. I, I was looking to all the things I was doing and looking at the, what everybody else was doing compared to what I was doing. And, and my life just felt too small, too insignificant, too mundane, too ordinary. You know, I'm a small town Kentucky girl. I'm a wife of 16 years. I have two uh, middle school aged children and we live on, on a farm. I have two dogs. I, you know, I do the, the daily list that most of us do, you know, drinking our cups of coffee, having our quiet time, maybe walking our dogs, packing lunches, going to the grocery, going to the post office, paying bills, um, just running errands and answering phone calls and emails. And you, you do all that in a day and then you go to sleep and then you do all that again the next day. And so it was just kind of this conversation with the Lord. Okay, God, does any of this matter? Sometimes I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels. Mm. And, and, and so I went to his word and, and the more I dove into his scripture, the more I realized that a significant life is actually much smaller and simpler than we think. And so that is what this devotional, really the heart of it really is. Well, isn't that so true that when we have this vision of doing something for the Lord, we have this uh, sort of mindset that like, it's got to be great. It's got to be huge. I have to have this, you know, incredible impact. And it's often sometimes the greatest impact that we can have for the Lord is just simply smiling at the checkout counter as we leave the grocery store. It's showing somebody that we care. It's thanking a veteran for their service. It's praying for somebody who's walking through something. And God has given us example after example of simple people like you and myself that he chooses to put in places, but then obedience factors into it. But where has God, you know, biblically, where has he used just simple people 
for his purposes. Yeah, you know, I wrote 52 devotions, and I, and I really believe I could have written 365, because mm. this theme is all throughout God's Word. Um, and, you know, I, to your point, I, I feel like we can, we can even read the Bible in those big highlight moments, because the reality is we can read the story of a person in the Bible. Take David, for example. We could truly read his entire life story in one sitting in one day. And so, of course, we're going to highlight Bathsheba, and we're going to highlight the sling and the stone and the major battles, like the major things that happened in his life. But we forget that he spent years shepherding in the field and, and playing his harp and in battle sweating, you know, like all those daily activities. We just gloss over those and just like, wow, what a life he lived. And he did. But if we were to write a story of our own lives, we would have really big highlight moments too. And we would kind of gloss over those, the smiles and the prayers and the little things that we did in a day. And so I think it's just really important for us just to even not read the Bible in that way. And just to, to, to remember that these people were real people that were sharing meals and having conversations and doing mundane, you know, going to sleep and, um, you know, just really like working. And so I think that, that that's just the key, you know, even from Old Testament characters like Gideon. I mean, Gideon was the least in his family. Um, and then even God had him defeat the much larger Midianites later on after he had already dwindled down his army. And you look at somebody like Esther. Esther was an orphan girl, and, and she helped save an entire people group. And then we're just coming off of Christmas. You look at Mary. Mary was a young girl that just was willing to say yes to whatever God had for her to bring the Savior into the world. And you look at how Jesus chose his disciples. They were fishermen. They were zealots. They were Pharisees. I mean, not Pharisees. They weren't Pharisees. <laughs> he chose the people. Zealots is where I was going with that. And so he, he chose very ordinary people on purpose. So if he can choose all those ordinary people and use them in extraordinary ways, he can do the exact same thing through our lives today. Well, you've mentioned the word significance a few times already. And of course, it's in the title, right? 52 Days to a Significant Life. Tell us, what was it that was causing you to struggle with your own significance? You know, I am I'm very much a performance-oriented, task-oriented person. I feel like if I, I, I love a good to-do list, I love goals, and, you know, especially this time of year, it's like, oh, I want to accomplish so much. And it was this, if I, on days that I didn't get things off of my to-do list, or I didn't feel like I accomplished much, I felt like that I didn't have value for that day. And, but on the days that I did do really well, I did accomplish a lot of things on my to-do list or maybe accomplish the goal that I had set out to, I felt like, man, I've really done something today. And, and so it was, you can imagine, that's, that's a very um, yo-yo type of emotion. And, and I, this really came um, true for me when I, I went through a health um, scare last year and, and I wasn't able to do anything. I wasn't able to walk the dogs. I wasn't able even to drive. I was literally just in bed, just resting and healing. And it was in that moment, I, I just said, Lord, do, do I have any less significance to you? Do you love me any less because I'm not doing anything for your kingdom and for your glory. And I just felt like he, he was just saying like, no, daughter, I, I, I still love you simply for who you are. You are my created being. You're my beloved. You're still fearfully and wonderfully made. 
apart from what you do. And so I think that that's really what I want everybody listening to know. You are inherently significant simply because of who you are. You're created in God's image. And as believers, we have His Holy Spirit residing in us. And so, yes, there is value in the things we do. We just can't gain our value from what we're doing. Yeah. And, it, you know, honestly, if we tie our personal value to the work of our hand, uh, that really leads us to a place of false belief, you know, where we think that what the effort and the outcome is, is really dependent upon us. And that's our purpose. But truly, that is not what we're made for. We are made to glorify God. And that's where you point all of us to. How did you learn to stop questioning your own value and then just place, put God ahead of yourself in this equation? Yeah, you're exactly right. And I just, I just go back to scripture. I mean, God created us from something simple and small. He created us from dust, but it's him who breathes life into us. And then you look at Genesis and Adam and Eve, and when he created mankind, he looked upon his creation and he said it was very good. And that was before Adam and Eve had done anything. And then you fast forward into the New Testament, and before Jesus had officially launched into his ministry, his earthly ministry, um, as a rabbi, that's when he was being baptized, and, and God the Father looked down upon his son and said, this is, this is my son with whom I'm pleased. And then I look at how Jesus lived his life, and he he, he grew up in a, he, as a baby, a humble baby in the tiny town of Bethlehem, and he never traveled outside a 100-mile radius, and he walked along the road, and he washed feet and held children, shared meals, prayed with people, um, just spent time with people in people's homes having conversations, and um, washed people's feet and valued the woman who gave two coins and the leper who said thank you and had one cup of water with one woman beside the well. And so if nothing was too insignificant for the Savior of the world, then nothing is too insignificant for us. Well, Rachel, I'm excited because I'm sure that there is some more information that we're going to find over at your website. You can go to rachelkadams.com. That's Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, kadams.com. And you can find her on Facebook as well as Instagram. Look for Rachel Adams Author. And, you know, there are, I'm sure, some additional resources that you have on your website, but a very, very pleasant surprise, speaking of additional resources, that I found at the very end of your book. Anybody who includes a recipe for party meatballs has skyrocketed to the top of my list. So, and then I went on and I kept seeing recipes for crepes and cookies. And I was going, wait a second, there's something different about this book. And I know what it is. I'm hungry. So why did you include some of those recipes in there? And I'm going to hold you to this because I am going to make the party meatballs. Oh, well, good. Well, food is, is one of my love languages, too. And and so we, we are, we're um, friends in that way for sure. But, you know, I think a little meal goes a long way. That's where, where that came yeah, apart. Of. Yeah. A little tradition goes a long way. And a little hospitality goes a long way. And, you know, the, the stories behind those, I, I had my, my two children and friends and neighbors brought me meals during that time. And, and my neighbor, my next door neighbor actually brought me that recipe. And it just, it gave me such a, not just physically feeding us, but it's 
there's something about sharing a meal with people that just fills up your heart, you know, that they cared, that they love you. It's such a tangible way to love one another. And since that time, when when there's funerals or sickness or somebody else has a baby or whatever, I want to try to bless somebody, I have made that meal. over. And it's been 13 years ago that she made that meal for me, but it's still making an impact on my life. And now I'm trying to pay that forward for other people. And so isn't it amazing, those how meals can make us feel. You know, Jesus shared meals, many, yes. many meals with people throughout the Bible. And so that's a simple way that we can really just be present with people and spend time and make other people feel loved. So yes, those recipes and those traditions, you know, my, many of my grandmother's recipes, that's where the crepes and some of the cookies come into play. Those are in the back of the book as well. Well, I'm very, very excited. I will make use of the back of this for sure. In addition to <laughs> all the other stuff that's in there, the important stuff, but you also have a podcast, The Love Offering. Where are we going to find uh, and subscribe to that? You can find that anywhere, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the, the major listening platforms. And, you know, it, it's a, it, it started as this struggle again. Here I am hosting the Love Offering podcast, asking everybody else, how are you offering God's love? How are you um, tangibly living out your faith in practical ways? You know, we know the greatest command is to love the Lord God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. But that's hard to do. <laughs> how do we actually do this, and how do we actually live this out? But yet, I doubt what I have not to offer myself. And so that's what I want everybody to know. You have something to offer. God has given you time and resources and talents and gifts, and he's given you a life to live. And so let's not, yes, of course God can work in really big, mighty ways. He is a big, mighty God. But he can also uh, work in little ways, too. And I don't want us to discount all those little ways that he's working. So just pay attention throughout your day and ask God like, Holy Spirit, lead me. Help me to obey and be willing to submit to whatever you're asking me to do today, whether it's something like smiling or just saying hello or giving of your time. Like, all of that is free. That is something we can all do today. Well, and true, speaking of free, you've got some other additional resources that are included in the back of your book that are on your website. But in order to find those things, I want to encourage you to go and pick up a copy of A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life by Rachel Adams. You can find information at rachelkadams.com. Anywhere you're getting your podcast, seek it out and subscribe to the Love Offering podcast. And check it out because there are some episodes that go along with the devotionals that are in this book. So find that. You can find it at Amazon.com or anywhere you pick up your books published from Broad Street. We thank them for uh, introducing you to us, and we're grateful for your time to come and join us on the air. And uh, you've got my word. I'll be back in touch to let you know how those meatballs go. Sounds good. I hope that you're able to share them with some of your loved ones in your life, and I hope that you enjoy them. Well, I tend to overcook things, so we'll see. You know how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) But but I know I'll enjoy them. All right, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and we will look forward to connecting with you and having you back on again in the future, okay? Thank you so much for having me, and I, I pray that everybody realizes how significant they already are and how important everything that they do is. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.